God's grace, his mercy, and his peace are yours through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. There was one time when my dad gave me a check, and the thing that he did with that check before he gave it to me was simply sign his name. He tore it out and he gave it to me. Do you know what that's called? A blank check. My dad gave me a blank check. Now, he gave it to me for a specific purpose. He said, you have to write this check for this amount once you get there, once you figure out what the amount is and give it to this person. But for a moment, I thought, how much money could I write on that check? <laughs> the thing about blank checks are you can write a check for $5 million, but if that person doesn't have the $5 million in the account, you don't get anything. You could write a check for $1,000, and you could get that money not knowing that there's $5 million in the account. So you never know with that blank check. And so I, I thought, what could I write that I would get money out of my dad's checking account? There's even a, a movie in the early 90s called The Blank Check. Has anyone seen that one? The kid wrote a million dollars, and he nailed it head on. He got a million dollars from this, this guy who ran over his bike, who quickly in haste signed his name and gave him a blank check and this kid went and spent all the money and he thought he could make it, it would make him happy and obviously the moral of the story was it wasn't the things that make you happy, it's your family and your friends and all that stuff. A Disney movie, typically. <laughs> but if you had a blank check, what would you do with it? Would you go for all the money, go for millions of dollars or you'll be conservative just so you make sure that you get enough money out of that to make it worth your while? A blank check is kind of amazing. If someone were to come up to you and, and write you a blank check and say, guess how much money is in my bank account, and if you guess right, you get that money, man, we'd think about it a long time, wouldn't we? Today, we're going to talk about God and blank checks. Because if there's anyone who could write a blank check that would be filled, it would be God. He's creator of the universe. He's all-powerful. He, he's the one that gives the world its wealth and its beauty and its, its power. He is the one that's in control of all these things. And so, if you had a blank check from God, don't you think you get as much as you want? If God said, you can do this and I will give you what you ask, don't you think you would write as much as you want in there, as, as much as you can imagine. You want wealth, you want money. It's, it's not just about money either. God's in charge of health. He's in charge of family. He's in charge of comfort and happiness. And so what would we write in that check from God? Today, it seems like God has given us a blank check, almost. It seems as if he comes to us, the creator of the world, all-powerful, all-wise, and said, ask, and I'll give it to you. Here's a passage that talks about prayer. In Mark 11, 24, it says, Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, and you will receive it, and it will be yours. It's pretty amazing. Believe and receive it, and you'll be yours. That's not the only passage. There are a lot of other passages about prayer. It says, Psalm 17, I call on you, O God, for you will answer me. Give ear to me and hear my prayer. Luke 11:9 says, And so I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. 
Knock and the door will be open to you. And John 15, 17, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. So here we have a God who is the one that gives wealth and health and happiness and comfort and joy. Here we have a God who says to his people, ask and I'll give it to you. By faith, you are connected to me. By faith, you now become my children. So ask, and I will give it to you. So, is this like a blank check? Is it like having that, the, a, a rich relative that you know if you get in trouble, you could go to them and say, I need a little bit of help. I'll, 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 I'll just take a little bit of your money. Just give me a blank check, and I'll use it how I want. Is it like a blank check? Because so often it seems, like in, in God's word, it's God saying, if you ask, I will give. So what would you ask for? If God gave you a blank check, what would you ask for? Would it be money? Maybe you're very practical and say, Lord, just give me enough money so I'm comfortable. Or maybe you're not so practical and say, Lord, I want to be a millionaire. Give me a million dollars. Is it health? Where you say to God, just give me enough health to get by. Give me the strength each day. Or maybe you take it even farther, not even a little bit of health. Give me all health, Lord, where I, I don't have anything to worry about. I don't have to go to a doctor once at all. Maybe it's comfort. Maybe we... we Write that little check and say, well, give me a little bit of comfort now and again, Lord. Or we even go far and say, I won't be comfortable all the time. Give me everything that I, I need to be comfortable in my life for all my life. So often we write these checks, so to speak. We pray to God, and, and certainly we, we've all prayed about money. We've all prayed about health. We've all prayed about comfort, and we bow our heads and we pray to him and say, Lord, Give me these things, and then we wait, and we wait, and we wait, and we begin to think, can God really give me these things? Or we think to ourselves, maybe I bounced the check. Maybe if I only asked for a half a million dollars instead of a million, then I would have gotten it. Maybe if I only asked for a little bit of health rather than all health, then I would have gotten it. Or maybe we think about God and say, he's busy, isn't he? He's in charge of all the world, and he's getting millions of prayers every single day. Certainly he must have a, a, a machine that collects all these prayers, and it's just a matter of time before he gets through them and gets to mine. He has bigger priorities, I understand. So I'll just wait on prayer. Well, you see how often we come to doubt prayer. Even though God commands it, even though he says do this often, even though, even though we have opportunity to do it with all of our concerns, when, whenever you're anxious and anything great, anything small, come to me in prayer, he says. And yet so often we fall away from prayer because we don't see the result immediately. We don't see what happens right before us, or we don't even see it for years and years, and we wonder, how could, not, how could God not give me what I ask? 
If I'm asking for health for myself, how could he not give it to me? Isn't that good? If I'm asking for our church to grow, how could he not give that to us? And so we question prayer and question, well, is it really a blank check or a checking account that has nothing in it? Is there nothing that prayer really offers me? Well, today in our passage from 1 John, we hear a promise about prayer, but we see the details of prayer are important. Simply praying for the sake of praying isn't what God wants us to do. Listen to 1 John chapter 5, verse 13 and following. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Did you hear it in there? Wasn't giving a blank check. Instead, he says, come to me and ask according to my will. Ask according to my will. Then you may know that I hear you. And when I hear you, you know I will give you what you ask. So it's like my dad writing that check and saying, you're using it for this. Nothing else. You're using that check for this. So why even pray? If God's going to do what he's going to do, if God's going to will what he's going to will, why do we even need to pray? Why do we need to, to bow our heads and close our eyes and think of all the things in our lives that we struggle with, that we deal with? Why do we need to turn to him if he's already going to do what he wants to do? Well, because prayer brings confidence. Prayer is so that you may know. And certainly we see the structure of what God wills and, and we, we wonder, why should I ever pray for millions of dollars? Why should I ever pray for health? Why should I ever do anything at all? Why wouldn't God give us these things? And you can take the example of a father to his child. Why wouldn't a father give everything to his child? Why wouldn't a father give knives to a child who says, please, can I play with those? Well, the father knows better. That can hurt the child. Why wouldn't a father give candy for every single meal if the child asks? Well, the father knows. It's going to rot their teeth. And they're going to have no nutrition whatsoever. But we're not asking for knives, and we're not asking for sweets. We're asking for health. We're asking for comfort. We're asking for peace. We're asking that, that people come and hear God's word. Why does he deny those kinds of requests from us? Why don't we see it happen if we know it's good? Because sometimes the children don't see how damaging it could be. If we did get comfort, 
that we can sit every day and are comfortable with everything that goes on, maybe it's that comfort that leads us away from Christ's comfort. Maybe if we, we get wealth and we, we become rich, we become so enamored with what we have been given that we forget the treasure that God has given us here, a treasure of salvation. Maybe we have been given health to the point where we're so healthy that we think spiritually we're healthy too. When in reality, being separated from God, not hearing his word, you can't be healthy. And so even the things that we think are good for us, that we are convinced are good for us, we have a father who sees the entire picture and he looks down and there's one thing he's concerned about with regards to his children. Not necessarily that they live a comfortable life, not that they have the, the, the means to, to be comfortable, not that, not that they have health at all, but that his children could stand before him on judgment day and be holy and righteous. That's what First John points out. He's writing this to those who believe in the Son of God so that you may be certain God answers prayers how he does so that you may be certain, so that you may know. Because if God is leading us and answering the prayers according to his will, who he being compassionate and loving towards us, he who has given us his son to die for our sins so that we would have eternal life, don't you think his response to every single one of our prayers is to promote that? To promote the fact that we are his children and lead us on a journey where we stand before him as righteous, holy children of God. Standing on his right as opposed to those standing on his left where he says, away from me, evildoers. According to his will. It's not that God has a machine with all our prayers on it and he's slowly getting through them. Here he says, if we ask according to his will, he hears us. As if he's sitting right there as we pray, listening to us. Out of all the people that pray, he's there listening to every single one of them. And how do we know what his will is? How can we pray according to his will? Well, we hear what he says in his word we hear specifically the promises of salvation. And certainly he can say, yes, I'll grant you one of your prayers. I'll, I'll grant you some money, some health, certainly, but not if it's going to interfere with your salvation. Not if it's going to ruin the relationship between me and you. So why pray? Because God blesses us through prayer. First, he commands it. He says, pray. It's as if a parent wants to hear their child talk to them and, and tell them what they need and, and, and how they, they, they want it. And so the father will certainly give what they need. It's a form of worship. And we can pray, asking blessings for ourselves and for others around us. As we pray according to his will, he hears us and he answers us. And certainly he is... Answer may be yes, 
Maybe no, maybe wait. But you know with confidence his answer is for your good, for the good of his gospel plan. So we pray according to his will so that we know, so that we may know that our salvation, our prayers don't interfere with what God has in store for us. So that in asking for, for health, we don't fall away from spiritual health. For asking for, for, for wealth, we don't fall away from spiritual wealth. Certainly we could ask for those things, but he will give according to his will. It's amazing how sometimes we as children go to the Father and say, I know what I need. He allowed us to speak to him in the first place, and here we come saying, I know what I need, God. Listen to me and my will. He says, ah, child, you don't know what you need. I do. In Psalms it says, Psalm 141.2, this is our prayer for our, our prayers and our actions. May my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting up of my hands be like an evening sacrifice. Prayers like incense. Laying our concerns, our thoughts, our needs before God, and God smiles when he hears his children pray. He'll say, yes, according to my will, yes. So may God bless us as we pray continually according to his will growing to understand what his will is day by day in studying God's word so that we may have confidence, so that we may know. In Jesus, we know. Amen. Please stand. We continue by confessing our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed, printed for you on the bottom of page 7 in your bulletin. We confess our faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. <laughs>